Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Street Funk TV coming at you. This is going to be a beautiful podcast. Been put together well. Uh, we decided to do a reversal role here today. Um, today I'm going to lead the way, and I'm going to um, put a gentleman in front of you tonight that um, established a lot. And like I said, a lot of this is unheard of, untold stories of hip-hop. Yes, um, indeed. Yes, indeed. How some of the foundation of it. You know, you need a little foundation and whatnot, so, and then some people could step ahead, step over. And this is one of those moments, this is one of those steps that led to a lot of people. And then after they get up there, they forget the step was there, how they got there. But we just want to be right here to remind you that, you know, the step is still there. So you got a lot of people that stepped ahead and helped people look back and got them, stuff like that. So at this point, I want to introduce you to a gentleman that played one of those heavy roles. And, uh, sir, would you please, please, please state your name. Let's start out with the who. Who are you, sir? Who, who, who? When I say who, <laughs> I, I want, you know, we're going to go all the way down because you got out be We out here in podcast land, so you got all type of things going on out there. So you might have ladies out there might want to know who you are, like your son. And, and, oh, and who are you, sir? What What is your name? And... Just clarify this. This is not a two sentence thing right here. We want to know who are you? Okay, I am DJ Mellow Mike Hype, Street Funk TV, Street Funk Productions, Films, Recordings, you name it, that's me all day. Okay, now we know who you are. Okay. And 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 we know with, with those statements that you just said, some of well, what cl- well, you I claim do. to be. Yes, some of what you do, but um, they don't know how inspiring some of your actions took place amongst other brothers too. So, I have a question for you. I, I have a serious question. Okay. I I, I know you. Yeah. As Mellow Mike hype. Yeah. DJ. Yeah. MC, yeah, and, and I've been, in, you know, we were young brothers all together, coming to your house, joining yep. together, just to show a point of creativity and stuff like that. Yes, indeed. What in the world made you? Mm-hmm. What sparked the fire, the flame to say, "I am going to pick up a can of all things to pick up"? You see, you already had the talent to DJ, mm-hmm. you already had the talent to MC. Mm. And, and you were before your time because I remember somebody saying, and I'm quoting him right now, he don't know if he want to be a DJ or MC. And right after that, we had DJ Doo-Wop come out where, bounce. Well, well, we all know how the song goes. Yeah, but right. Yeah. You were ahead of your time at that time, and I remember yeah. somebody questioning something. And then later on, there was like a lot. They was like on that next person who did it nuts. But that's that's one thing. We don't want to go on that trail right there. Okay. What? Uh-huh. Put it in your mind. Mm-hmm. What? 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 So, because some things are inspired by. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't get here, or I can't get there, but I can get here, and I can't. What is the thing that brought the idea mm-hmm. to pick up a camera and start some type of and really believe in it? Because you really believed in. It. I remember this. You really believed in. It. I don't know what you had in your head. With that camera, give us a moment at that time right there, and that 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 moment when you said to yourself, "I'm going to use this camera, and I am going to record hip hop." I, I want to hear this. Go ahead. 
All right. So real real quick, we're gonna run it down. Like I picked up the camera after I was doing music because you, as you know, I did some records. I went. I mean, way back in um, in the eighties, like eighty six, I did a single with my man Shahrukh, Rude Dog. Wherever you are, you superstar. Peace to Rude Dog. Uh, that's my brother and whatnot. You know, we haven't seen him in a while. He's right. a part of hip hop too. He's one of those stages that was there too. So, um, and that was after an experience of going down south to visit my cousin, um, OCMD, aka Cousin Bonf Biff, who taught me how to um, record music and engineer. And he um, he patted himself behind Prince because he was like, yo, Prince makes a hundred songs and you got to pick the best ones out of that. And then I was like, so, so, so let me get this right. So yeah. let me get this right. Let me get this right. One of your, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> Asian gentlemen. Yeah. Popo pad, nigga, popo pad, nigga. One of your, I think one of this, this was inspired by a family member? Um, yeah, my musical, my musical influence came from my family because um, there was a lot of music in the house at all times. Who was, the, who was this person playing this music? My mom's was playing it. My grandmother was playing it on both sides of the family. My pop side, on my mother's side. A lot of soul, a lot of funk, rock, um, a lot of calypso type joints, Spanish music style. Um, so, so you had an arrangement of of, of different influences Yo, from even 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 with the with, with the um, Elvis Presley and. And Jerry Lee Lewis and all that craziness was going on. You know what I mean? My grandma was playing that. You know what I mean? And Carpenters, all that. It was real wild. So, so this cousin got you one day and told you what? So he just like he hit me like B Wop had hit you with your rhyme. He was like, "Yo, you got to get in the studio. You got to bang out joints and you got to pick the best ones. And as you do this, you get better in the studio at recording and you'll make better songs." And at the time, I didn't understand it. I thought I'd just go in the studio, spend 100 hours on one song, and come out and think I'm nice. And he was like, nah, it's not going down like that. So he taught me that, and he taught me how to engineer. It was a four-track, 16-channel board with a a, a cassette. It was a cassette, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Tape cassette. Okay. You know what I mean? So he taught me how to rock that and how to dump tracks and all that. And so when I came back from that visit down south, came back to the Bronx I was in shape when it came to you know what I'm saying rapping and recording myself on damn near like some Kanye shit you okay. know what I mean okay 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 so when you came when you came back to New York you yeah. had a new fascination I had a new started. understanding of how to record music how to record my best um you know content or you know material and how to experiment with tempos and, and sounds and things like that, you know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? It was all, you know, incorporated in my head. The fundamentals of hip hop, okay. The fundamentals of just like, yeah, the hip hop, because that's what I was that's interested in. That's what I was interested yeah. in, I was yeah. did, you know. So I'm gonna take that as, uh, we know what sparked that. Now, once again, there's always factors in the person's life that lead them to this. But you did say about something picking up the camera, yeah, right? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to aim at. Yeah. With, with these different factors, people got different things that happen in their life and things that play a part of their development also. Whether it be people, whether it be situations, circumstances, it might be somebody in school or something like that. 
something sparked you with the hip hop. We know that's Cuzzo right there. And then something sparked you with Yeah. With the uh camera. Now yeah. that day, I'm zeroing in on that. Besides yeah. you telling us who you are who you are and what you inspired and what you influencing. Yeah. That day with a camera in your hand. Yeah. And then you kept doing that, brother, like every Sunday. You kept doing that. Did anybody ask you to do that or let me put me in on this? Let me give you the the four one one on that. So I'm grinding doing the music. I'm you know, I'm DJing, I'm I'm rapping, you know what I'm saying? Um I'm trying to break through. I got connections with people. You know what I mean? And um and things ain't really happening. You know what I'm saying? People are really trying to they too either too cool or they trying to do their own thing. You know, or see me as a, a threat. I always try to work as a team because I always thought as we work together, we stronger. But boom. So I'm at this joint, right, with my man Flex. And I'm seeing all these celebrities and shit. And I'm looking around and everybody's looking gorgeous and cool and everything. But ain't nobody got a camera. Not even a, a flash camera. Wow. I and I'm like the Polaroids back in those times Thinking to myself like, Yo nobody's gonna believe I was here like this You know what I'm saying And then another inspiration was Uncle Ralph right. I, I used to watch You know video music box all the time Right. You know what I'm saying And my other uncle Had one time a long time ago Planted to see he was like yo you should go check out The public access because You could get you know what I'm saying A show on there you know what I'm saying you know, doing your thing or oh, something really? like that. Family again, okay. I mean, he had dropped that seat, so I just put two and two, three and three, boom, boom. I was like, yo. So I went out one day, snatched JB's pops camera one time, and then I ran out and and, and got with Flex and I'm at the at the Palladium or at the tunnel or one of them spots, and just started, you know, saying videotaping. And then my man Dean, I did a, a, a single with Dean. This record it was Street Funk uh, Records. And uh, it was a single with Smooth Roughness. Dean had funded the record. Okay, okay. Dean Romando. Yeah, we did, we did it Dean with Romando, the editor. We called him the mad editor at that time. Yeah, we did it with Disc Makers. And real quick. So, and then boom. Uh, Dean was like, yo, I know, you know, some people who had got, you know, a show in Manhattan Cable. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? You running around with this camera. Maybe we could jump off with the show or something like that and make it and I was like alright well you know let's see what happens you know well, that's, that's kind of funny you know why because it seemed like the piece was, was there before you was even really looking for them yeah you know and then when you got involved the pieces start telling you they keep start going falling together this. yeah yeah it just made sense yeah yeah so. you know what I'm saying because I was like I saw a need for it I was like there's nobody do you know what I'm saying so if, if even if I hadn't, hadn't done the show I would have still did that documentary uh of those spots that I was in and the places that I, yeah, had, I had the, been. the spots because you know what? In hip-hop, you had to be there. You see what I'm saying? That was called being on the scene at that time. Like, I don't remember you being there, mama. Like, you ain't known in the well, hip-hop got, community, none whatsoever. Like, Street Funk was well-known. Yeah, Street people knew us when they seen us. And it was only Uncle Ralph and us. Uh, uh, they you would know? say, was it Warner Wolf would say, let's go to the videotape. Yeah, you know so, what I mean. We we did the, also so now I get it. Now I get it. 
So that inspiration came from a lot of family, and then the formation came through pieces being in the spot right when you needed it. And you must have showed them that footage, and everybody was like, yo, this is an idea. Well, and I'm going to give you your props. I'm going to give you your props. On the strength, when I first started doing Street Funk TV, ladies and gentlemen, this man right here had no fear. Oh, yeah, I was the first He was DJ. the first dude to jump out there in the crowd and was like, with the light <laughs> with on him. With chewing gum. And with chewing gum, was like, yo, Street Funk, what's going Lost on? Boys. Lost yo, Boys. Yo, shout it out with the Lost Boys. Everlast. And Wu-Tang, yeah, you know, Everlast. at the Armory. They wasn't yo, even it was, coming out. They, they wasn't even out yet, ladies and gentlemen. It was crazy. Yes. We're talking early 94, you know, 95. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was going down. So, now... You got this idea. Everybody's yeah. in a place ready for it, and you started. You you had it in your mind where you was going to be to 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 do these things. You needed to know what scene was where, what the scene. Cause see, Flex played a part in certain things too, because he had the door open behind him for us. De- definitely. You know what I'm saying? He was down with Deuces Wild and all that. We knew all those cats from that crew right there. Chuck Chill out. Big up to him. Yeah. So. Um, the door was open for us, so the tunnel was like the heavy hitter place. Like Yeah, that was, was like home heavy, base. Yeah, yeah that was a heavy hit place. So you went from an idea to actually having a camera in your hand, and this camera was your man's father's camera. Yeah. And 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 then one camera you were shooting from, I've seen more than one camera sometimes, you know? It was way more. It was so many cameras, you know what I'm saying? Because I used that camera. That was a workhorse, believe it or not. I used that camera. Then they was like, yo, we need our camera back. And I was like, screwed up at that moment because I didn't have my own camera. But the fact that I had got down with the production um, situation at BronxNet, I became a, a access producer. Okay. See what I'm saying? Okay. So that gave me access to cameras and lighting and editing and all all of that. So okay. I was able to use those cameras and all that equipment in order to facilitate getting footage and, and keeping it moving. Well, all right. We're going to move on. We're mm-hmm. going to say we see what give you that idea. We see what was put on the table before you. But there was a couple of other, a couple of other elements to you that played a major part because see you don't understand you stood in the, in the front you knew everybody yeah you knew everybody and you kept everybody kind of together see you was young you i remember your car you yeah. had a big car a big boat car i used to call it a car big boat but um, uh if you talk you're talking about my chevy and impala no not impala it was a, it was a, it was the upper class joint it was a two-door joint but it was the Chevy All Caprice I know is it classic. Hold like nine, ten dudes. It was, it was, <laughs> if it was in LA, it would have been one of them bouncing joints. Yeah, it was yeah. a seventy-two joint with three fifty. Yeah, over It was dope. It was, he was young. He was yeah. young with that car, so it was like you that know, was my joint, son. I uh, smashed crazy. Everybody, everybody, everybody in that crew. Everybody <laughs> in the crew knew Mike had a car, so he was out. We would go out on the weekends. We'd be out there being young, you know, vibrant and lively and. Doing stupid, making moves, doing stupid stuff we shouldn't be doing too. So now you put it in your mind, okay, wherever the party at, I'm gonna be at. Yeah, I'm gonna record everything that I could record. Right, and then you had to have a heads up on a whole lot of things because there was a lot of dudes that would 
follow you at the same time. A lot of dudes that met each other. Yeah. Because did you ever see yourself as a person that was conducting something like that? Did you ever see yourself as somebody that did that come naturally to you, or did you grab for it? Because let me, I need to keep this one this way, that one that way. Or I mean, if was you, that natural? If you if you referring to me as being a natural born leader, yeah, I mean that came naturally. Yeah, I mean I was like, yo, yo, do what I say, yo, son. Listen, now, listen, yo, listen. Yo, right, over right, there, come right. here, the, man. The Stop breaking the phone, right gentlemen. Now. The yo, head man, has you, I know swollen. you can rap. Get on we the mic. We have to this interview and slow this. God, slow this interview down right now. Somebody needs a cool down pill. We're going to give him one, okay? <laughs> okay, we, 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 we got to get back on track right here because uh, but so many minutes in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in an hour, okay? So, here we go. <clears throat> so, you're going to clubs. You're recording now. Yeah. Did you see this as something that potentially could be worth something monetarily, historically? Absolutely. You, you, you had that in mind. Yes, definitely. When I started it, I saw people who were going to be superstars and legendary at their genesis in the beginning when they first got their deal when they first started you know breaking out with their first hits and their albums and you know what i'm saying and um i saw them perform and i recorded them you know live at the tunnel palladium uh, uh limelight um fun house um you know club usa the list goes on and on you know what i mean and that's not even including the after parties the 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 gold parties yeah the 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 record release parties that's right that's right you know what i'm saying all that other stuff in between you know what so and that don't even include all of the rehearsal footage that we had at the rehearsal studio downtown you know what i'm saying and and the videos that we shot for our songs and you know what i'm saying it's it's like yo so, so with your hands dipping in all, all these things and the formation of a lot of brothers, you gave us something to do. You know, hip-hop gave young men something to do at that time. Yeah, instead so of staying with, in jail or going with, 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 with all these facets, as we would see, pushing up we, 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 we see you a certain way. We the guys that was around you and you around us and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But there was always that side there, and with my favorite person in the world, because I remember her making breakfast and all kind of stuff like that. How was the family formated around? How did the family feel with all that going on with you? Did they see what you were seeing, or they, was they just supportive with it, or did it just bypass that mic and just leave them alone? How, you, how, how, how did the inner, inner circle family feel you with that? People had, the, you know, some, let's say like, Nah, they wasn't really, you know what I'm saying? It was like, yo, this is a hobby. You get a real job type, you know. And I did that, you know what I'm saying? I was, I worked, you know what I'm saying, at a law firm for like 20 joints. Like, yeah, and yeah. did the hip-hop shit and trying to put that money into the, the hip-hop shit. To the family, this here is Shanique with Charles in the Boogie Down Bronx. We are here with Street Funk TV. Make sure you tune in. Make sure you stay tuned. And make sure you spread the word and the love. Street Funk TV in full effect. Peace to the family. Well, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. We back with you right now. Street Funk yes, indeed. TV. Got media, got podcasts. We got all this going on right now. What we was in the middle of doing was we was interviewing my man, Mellow Mike Hype. Uh, we call him Low too. Yeah. We, you know, uh, 
Lo is here with us and we were relaying his attachment to hip hop, hip hop to him and him to a bunch of other people and stuff like that for the moment. Um, so when we left, when we last uh, left off, uh, we was talking about uh, how I was working, how I was using my money. Yeah, you know. To, to so you dealt with you dealt with a lot of other things too. You dealt with a lot of uh, naysayers out there. Like, you, yeah, the fam wasn't that. really behind me. They was you like, know. "Yo, you got fifteen years to do this," and after that, yo, get a real job. Stop playing. <laughs> you know. Well, we got you got the naysayers, and uh, how did that make you feel? Like, how did you get past? All of these people that had a head about themselves about what you was doing, they couldn't see the vision that you had in front of you yourself. So, how did you manangle around them? How did you get their respect for what you was doing? How you know? Because these are people you got to face every day. How did you win them over? Because eventually you did. Because I remember barbecues in your backyard and everything. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Once they saw the results of my hard work popularity that i was gaining the respect that i was getting from my peers they were seeing the show on tv because that's a big deal you know what i'm saying on bronx net on um, manhattan net uh, cable on bcat queens and and, and all other yeah. in other states okay. you, know, you're, that, you acquired a couple of accolades there that, you know what that, I'm that, so, that, that was it you know what i mean they started seeing that and the show was real tight Thanks to Dean, his editing was outrageous. It was uh, way ahead of his time. Okay. Big up to him. And um, so they were seeing this, and then they started to say, yeah, all right, um, okay, I'm, you got me looking good on the, on the show, and, you know, we rocking with you. And, 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 the, and the thing about it was I wasn't putting myself in the front, feel me? I, was, I fell back. You made a, you made a way. You, you found back. a way. You made a way. Nobody was handling the camera like you. Uh, I know a couple of members in the crew. They was getting, old, getting getting where they had to go anyway after a while. But some things happened with Street Funk. Street Funk got noticed a couple of times. Talk about a couple of times when it got noticed. Other than like Bronx Ned, Channel 25 and all that stuff like that. Other people noticed us at certain times. What, yeah. what, what, when did you start seeing that they were noticing what you were doing? What, like, what was happening at those different things one time somebody might want something from you the next time somebody you have to sell somebody something did anything like that go down like yeah one particular time we was at a gold party at the palladium and uh i'm shooting the part i'm shooting the, the footage and who do i see on on the on the, on the wings of the stage it's uncle ralph so he's like yo he's waving to me he's like yo can i get a copy of that yo can i get a copy of that <laughs> So right then and there it hit me. He was like, "If Ralph is asking me for a copy, okay, okay, I know okay. I'm doing something right." You know what? He had to be doing something wrong at that time because right because he know, wasn't in effect, and I was. I remember something. I remember Crazy Sam ran with us for a little for a hot while. minute, yeah. And people might not know who Crazy Sam is. He was a comedian. He was a nice. He was a good guy. He was a good dude. He used to be on on um, video music box all the time. Yeah, I'm looking for that footage too because that's missing. Yeah, so we got uh. In, he he amassed a collection of footage and videos of this time of this genre. Like you know, if we wanted to go back to the time of what seventies, uh, no no no, you know, we know where to go find that collection. Yeah yeah. Low is one of those places, or his footage is a place where you could find that time, that vibe, that point. You know that was happening. Yeah. Now, 
Now, any other events that took place in, in such a, you know, what you were doing? Other than things that started seeing, you start seeing, you get noticed for you. So, so far, you got noticed for what? I got noticed by Ralph at the Palladium. Ralph for the Palladium, for so the then footage. So then, boom, at the, at the tunnel, um, after he did the, that, that album, and that went gold, he did the tunnel album with Cap. Who, who? who you talking? Funk Master Flex. Are you talking about 60 Minutes of Funk? That's what nah, you're nah, nah. Which one? Nah, this one was called the, the Tunnel. The Tunnel. Oh yeah, but Def yeah, that, that was that was uh probably one of Frankie's joints. Yeah, yeah. This is a side joint. This is a side joint you're talking about. Uh-uh. Okay, what happened? You recorded that? Nah, sir. This was the official album, son. Okay, okay. Had LL, all these all these niggas on you know it? Nah, I was I wasn't aware you, of that. You, I was there for sixty minutes of fun. No, you was there, so you will. This was nine 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 eight. I, I might have missed something. You, you bugging? Might, you might have to jog my memory or something. Bugging? I'm like jogging your memory anyway. Yeah. Anyway, but well, let me say something real quick what? to the to the audience. I just want everybody to know that out there to know that this is today is this young man's birthday, Mellow Mike oh. hype. You know, and oh. we're 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 taking mm. a medium that happened in the background of hip hop, which some people. Maybe interested, some may not. This is one man's story about an angle that he played when it came to certain things that happened. Now, a lot of people made it, but like I said, some had to take a step with certain people. And yeah. this was one of those points they had to deal with to take a step. So, so far now we're dealing with Funkmaster Flex. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and, and recording something? Uh, recording. Um you know a lot of his parties that he was doing and stuff you know what i'm saying and a lot of the events that went around that and a lot of other events that was going on in alone in the 90s that's where my footage starts from from like 93 all the way up to like 2001 in reference to like the tunnel scene and clubs like that and, uh, and then yeah. i got more footage after that but you know what i'm saying but this particular time frame is what we based I think I think about. Flex at that time was the most media covered DJ because of street funk. He was constantly on TV in a video besides video music box. Well, I'm gonna tell you because video music box covered everybody, but we were mostly in different angles, and we spent a lot of time in the tunnel, which was where Flex was. Right. And and his coverage and knowing that was a tunnel party, knowing it was on Sunday, street funk played a part in that. I was a witness. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely, um, uh, uh, uh what a like, symbiotic relationship. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, um, and we benefited from it, and he benefited from it. Um, it was uh, it, I feel it was like a, a, a effort on on song, but. He he benefited from it because when we were at when we was at the spot, we would always make sure that we would be getting the booth, yeah, yeah. and always make sure that we had a camera covering the DJ. I, I remember he was shy of the camera first. He didn't want nothing to do with the camera, but after said, a while, he said I was speeding. He said uh, I was yeah, speeding. Yeah, speeding. Now now yeah, now it's like yo, put the camera, the camera on me. Now he thumbs up and yeah, th yeah now, you know what see what I'm saying. You sometimes people it take a minute to work them over and they seek to see what was doing. Now, so you got this, you got flex on your side, and now he's looking at looking at you for something or anything like that. Yeah, like I was saying, you know, when they did the tunnel album. 
he approached me he was like yo you've been at this point i had been shooting for about five years so he was like yo you've been shooting forever right now yeah we're doing this album right now we need some footage for for the promo for 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 videos you've been in here like grinding it out he's like so what's up i was like yeah so what's up he was like he's like so can i get some footage i was like yeah you you get some footage with your peep this i know you got a, a budget right you got a bunch with this with this with this album, right? Y'all on Def Jam, right? He's like, yeah, all right. So I said, boom. Tell your people at Def Jam to holler at me about this. You know, what I'm saying little chump change I'm trying to get. Yo, you got the chump change. You, you know what I'm saying? You so, made something out of so it. So that made me see, boom. The value. It you know what I mean? Value. It had value. That was cool. That was cool. And well, I'll give you one more thing to say before we, you know, before we conclude and hit the end of the. Whatever's going on right now, but this is bringing awareness to something, ladies and gentlemen, out there that you may dub as, well, what is this about? What? Listen, this is important. This is why you got your different individuals well, standing up in front of you that you love so much. It's the people, like, remember when we was at the, um, the roast? The Funk Master Flex roast. Yes, I remember. See what I'm saying it's the relationship that we have with this gentleman that put us in the places that we that that made us. Ha- <clears throat> um, excuse me, that got us the opportunities to get this rare footage. You know what's you know crazy? What I'm saying? You know what's crazy? I, I, I've always made moves like I was around him a lot because I had to carry the records and stuff like of that. Of course, you was around him because I got to the point where you know I mean? recognized every security dude in Manhattan, and they re- they recognized you too. And then when they saw me, they was like, "Yo, what's yo. up? Oh, I know he run Reflex, bro." Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right, straight on in, bro. Because straight yo, in. it was all respect, and they knew that we was doing something constructive, and they also saw the the the, the you know. That the squeeze, the squeeze was worth the juice, as you were saying, because a lot of people say, "Yo, is the is the squeeze worth the juice?" Like all the hard work worth right, the result. Right. And they were seeing it on TV. They were seeing, you know, what I'm saying, they were seeing themselves. You know, what I'm saying, they were seeing themselves, and they was giving them, them, them tapes and stuff and, like exactly, that. Exactly, you know, what I'm saying, we were showing love, keeping it tight with them. So you know? you know, and it got to a point where this is another thing, like to to follow behind what you was asking me, uh, incidents that was that made me see. That people started to respect and see what I was doing. Speaking of these security cats, yeah. at the time in the tunnel, every time around one one thirty, that's when the show was about to start. Right. This is how I knew that security had love for me. Security came to me. It was like, "Yo, Lo, what's up? We moved the speaker over there next to the pillar, right in front of the stage for you. We got you. Don't worry about it. We got it cleared off." Oh. So they know they I'm gonna be up there that, shooting. Cause they, they say you all the time. Feel me? Them. You know what I'm saying? And they That's know I'm Kevin always niggas. grinding. So they was like, yo, we got you. Yeah. Feel, you know what I'm saying? They didn't have to do none of that. Right, right. Feel me? You know what I'm saying? So that's how I knew that they was like the streets was loving me like. That, that tunnel you know was, what I mean? Tunnel was my house. Tunnel was Jeff, you know, the crew from Uptown House. It was our house, yo. No <laughs> doubt. That was our house. So now. So yo, you you, you 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 got this you got this set up right here. You want to play this just a look since we're talking about that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. ladies and gentlemen, you're gonna see him uh, yeah. for one time because he spent a lot of time behind. The well, they're gonna hear it, but they yeah. ain't gonna really see this it. This is one time where he was not behind the camera. Right, and he was talking. He was in front yeah. of it for a check. Check it out. Can you get some love. 
Go! Yo, what up, yo? Street Funk TV, Mr. E, the bomb. Mama Mike Hanks, you know what time it is. Big up my man, Big Cat, celebrating his birthday. You about 35 today, I know, Chuck. So, front, I know what time it is, but we here to celebrate your birthday party. Big up all the participants. A lot of people gonna go on tonight. We're gonna tell you who. We're gonna show it to you. What's up, Bob? What's up, baby? Like I said, we got, like Mike said, we got a lot of surprise guests going on. I got Mellow Mike hype here. What's going on, baby? Without you, there'd be no me. Cause I'd have no job. I wanted, I want everybody to know, we've been looking for a female host who's hot. Now you tell me if she's hot. Take a look. I think she's hot to death. Well, thank you. And my daddy, thank you. And my mama, thank you. Because they made me. <laughs> God bless him. What's going on with you? Well, Street Funk is going to do something. We're going to make a mixtape. We're going to put something out on the streets. We're going to do a, a little promotional thing on the street. I'm going to be spinning. Mr. E's going to be talking wild shit. What I'm going to do? I'm the hype man. I'm the hype man. I'm going there talking hype shit. Man. We're going to have a whole bunch of sound bites from the show. We're going to play all the fly new shit. I'm going to be rhyming, a couple of my people going to be singing, it's going to be some hot shit. Can so I happy in? birthday shout out to Nina for Christmas Yeah, happy birthday Nina. What's up? Big shout out to Nikki. Big shout out to Cat. Happy birthday Cat. We happy love birthday, you. Bro. We love you man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah man, that oh, was wow. the, the days. <laughs> you look at you, you like reminisce like <laughs> Tom though. Word is born a tunnel. Um I don't know how to verbalize it mm-hmm. to people that were not near that era right there. You understand what I'm saying? That's what we're here for. To strive to put it into words, the feeling and emotion. It was not we were not separated like COVID did a bunch of stuff to everybody. Yeah, these this is something you know, that this probably is totally will never happen social. again. You know what this, I mean? This when we looked forward to being super social. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? This was dancing. This wasn't no standing around who got who smoking the most weed, nah, who drinking the most liquor, people's and getting nobody's involved. dancing and whatnot. No, back then dudes danced. They was getting involved. Dudes feel me? were the dancers. Mm-hmm. The, the dancing wasn't going down by the chicks. It was dudes dancing, mm-hmm. brother. And I, I, the emotional, the energy, bro, upgrade that it brought at that time. I'm not seeing if the youth of today have that emotional upgrade because you had to be real mature to be so social like that, and then. If you social, it's a lot of things happen. If a lot of things happen, it's a lot of things said, it's a lot of things seen, it's a lot of things done. Yeah. But to you, me, today, mm-hmm. it took a 10 to make me go crazy. Today, I think it take a five or a four to make the our young people today go crazy. So I want them to know like this felt good. Whoa. It wasn't as rattled as it is today. This felt real good. How, yeah. I mean, how do you see that, like, in correlation? I It was one of the, if not the best times of my life in, in reference to me being on the scene, in the scene, around it, on top of it. You know what I mean? It was like, you know, I was there while it was happening. You know what I mean? So it's really hard to describe. And then when 
I'm really grateful that I had the I would had the wherewithal to pick up a camera and 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 document it. You know what I'm saying? Because like you said in the beginning, everybody was like, "Come on, man, what are you doing? You speeding with this? What are you doing with this camera?" Da, da, da. And then when they saw the show and they saw the footage, they was like, "Oh, word, this boy, this my man, my whole street funk. Let's do this." I don't even think there's. I think. Uncle Ralph is still the only one doing that. I don't see no one else doing it that way in a media form, in a media platform, going to parties. Like, these guys are not doing that. Well, you see, the the parties... Is it it really a need for it? Yeah, there's a need for it, but you see, the scene has changed in reference to, you know, this was more of a hip-hop-orientated vibe. What we have now is a, a rap industry orientated vibe, if, if you will. I don't know if uh, I could. Okay, okay. The source of where the energy and creativity See, came from switched. It's, it's a different energy. You know what I'm saying? And it's a different approach to music. You know what I'm saying? The music that we that we love. That we that we you know celebrate. It, it, right, it wasn't coveted by it, the it, industry it, like that. Nah, it's a different because it's like the marketplace. If you if you're dealing with the marketplace, then you're gonna deal with other regions and different and other sounds. And there's no problem. There's no 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 problem with that. If it's a, if it's good music, but what we have here is we have people who have the power. To, to to who are tastemakers, right? So they serve you what is on the menu, and there's nothing else. You know what I mean? And then I mean, and hold up, and then they they also have the financial wherewithal to put their music on the major stations in rotation. Now, if you listen to the radio, you know you hear the same songs yeah, hour after that's, hour that's, like it's a goddamn commercial but it's for the artists i mean we yeah but, that but i'm saying it's there's no room for create creativity you see what i'm saying i think that structure i think today as i watch my younger boy listen to music as we were emotional about that time i think they're emotional the same way about their music mm-hmm. they have a passion for it too so it fits them but See, they didn't get to see it be formed. This here is Shaniqua Charles in the Boogie Down Bronx. We are here with Street Funk TV. Make sure you tune in. Make sure you stay tuned. And make sure you spread the word and the love. Street Funk TV in full effect. Peace to the family.